Today, my guest is Dionne Crawford. She's the manager of U.S. Restaurant Food Safety for McDonald's Corporation. Wow, that sounds like a huge job. <laughs> well, hi. Happy Food Safety Month. It is great. Isn't it wonderful that we are thinking about it as professionals, not just as it relates to consumers? It is, and I have to say there's no better place to be than with my AFTO family this month, so I'm really excited to be here. Well, thank you so much for taking time. So we wanted to ask some kind of basic questions about what, especially as it relates to what you do for McDonald's, why is food safety so important? Oh gosh, that's a good question. Uh, I think for me personally, I've just always believed that health and personal safety are foundational to our communities and to the human experience. And I also grew up in a family where my parents didn't fix dinner, they cooked dinner. And uh, my family are Southern cooks, so food is just a part of who we are and what we do. It's a part of every gathering. And so as I think about how I and uh, other folks in the community navigate our lives and whether it's where we shop or when they're grabbing lunch at McDonald's, uh, people take for granted that the food they receive is safe and, and they should be able to do it. And so I think that's why food safety is so important. Uh, we need to make sure that our, our consumers and our neighbors and our family continue to take food safety for granted and that they have the utmost trust in the folks that are charged with keeping them safe. And McDonald's serves food to millions of people each day, so that's really important. How has the role of food safety, if you will, at McDonald's and how you talk to consumers maybe about it changed? Well, I think from a, a McDonald's brand standpoint, we are really following the consumer. And our goal is to really talk to them in the ways that they want to be talked to uh, and to set a cadence that works for them and meeting them at all of those touch points where we intersect with them in their communities and when they're uh, certainly uh, visiting our restaurants. And I think one of the key drivers has been just that whole technology piece. I mean, I don't know about when you were a kid, Brooke, but I, it's changed so much since when I was growing up and just even uh, entering into my professional career. And we now have all of these touch points. I mean, folks want communication at their fingertips 24-7. Uh, we've got social media where people are having different levels of conversation constantly. I don't know about you, but I've got three social media uh, accounts. Uh, oddly enough, I'm talking to the same person on uh, people on all three, so it's a little weird. But I, I think the pace in which they want uh, information, how they want to receive information, our consumers, it's different. And so we're really flexing so that we can interact with them in the ways that are most meaningful to them. And you kind of stole the thunder from my next question, which <laughs> is, you know, why is it that important? I mean, it. In order to be successful, I'm assuming you have to meet them where they are. Otherwise, they don't hear your message. I think that's the, the point. And I'm going to kind of tie this into not just McDonald's, but what we do at AFTO as a, a proud AFTO member. 
I think it's really important for our environmental health community to understand where our customers are receiving information so we can ensure they're getting the right information. When we talk about foodborne illness and how do we change behaviors and create that culture, we have to have multiple points in which we intersect with uh, the public and their lives. So it's really important, not just from a brand standpoint, no matter who we are uh, on the industry side, we're all really driving the same goals and objectives, mitigating those foodborne illness risk factors. And to do that, we need to be able to partner at a higher level with our community members because those are the folks that we need, uh, whether they're working in our establishments or they're out in the community and we just want to make sure they're washing their hands or they're teachers in schools. So that's become more and more important, I think, to our profession. So as the profession gets better, for the lack of a better way to put it, um, how, how does that impact what you do? It seems like we're constantly changing and becoming more innovative. How does that help you? I'm a big innovation person um, in terms of really liking ideas that are outside of the box, maybe a little bit outside of the norm, really reaching for those solutions that perhaps have not been tried. So I find it exciting, and I think it's one of the things that as a community, as an environmental health community, I'd like to see us embrace a little more. Um, and I, I think about the wonderful team that I work with, and one of the things that we have the opportunity to do is just leverage the unique talents of our broad team. And that means not only from our food safety team uh, here at the, the corporate level, but our folks that are in the field uh, on our operations side, our owner operators, and the folks that are in our restaurants. And that's pretty exciting to see where solutions come from uh, and how creative we can get with mitigating those risk factors doing it in a way that we change behaviors and elevate that food safety culture every day in what we do. So I'm excited about that. I hope as a profession, we are able to really grasp onto that because we've got some habits that we, we uh, need to break, I think, in terms of where we get our solutions from. I think with technology and healthcare, there are other industries out there that are doing things that we could certainly learn from. And I look forward to seeing where that goes. So you also have par partners outside of the McDonald's Corporation, especially some of your brothers and sisters in AFTO. How do you, yes. how do you partner with them? And what have you learned? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, my AFTO story is, uh, I think, probably like many of our AFTO members. I, I came to AFTO accidentally. Um, I had someone who mentored me and said, you really should uh, attend a meeting with me. And so I had the opportunity to attend a meeting. And through my affiliation with AFTO, I found uh, a, quite a few formal and informal mentors, people that helped me along the way in my career. So I've leveraged these folks for more than a decade at each career opportunity. When I had questions, they're on speed dial. I pick up the phone and ask them uh, questions about uh, food safety or how would you handle this or I have an employee that. Um, so they've been invaluable in that way. 
the other way is just as I've grown in my role, having the opportunity to come together collectively to understand how they're solving some of the same challenges in their roles. And that's just been invaluable to me. So I leverage my AFTO family uh, on a weekly basis. And I do mean family because these are folks that for the past 10 years have played an integral part of what I do every day. Um, and, and that's been pretty meaningful. One of the things that I'm very excited about is AFTO and our role with partners with a common purpose. And Brooke, I'm not sure if you've had an opportunity to spend time with our partners with a common purpose group, but it's all about coming together, identifying those key things that we have in common that we can work on, and then finding solution, really opening up the channels of communication. So I am familiar with the group and it's an awesome effort. Um, but as you do the work that you do on a daily basis, um, are, are there successes that you're most proud of within your own work at McDonald's? Okay, so this was a tough question. Um, there's a lot that I'm proud of. And when, you know, it's always awkward because you don't necessarily want to toot your own horn. So I'm going to toot the horn of uh, the amazing team that I have the opportunity to work with. I am so proud to work with the team that I have and the work that they're doing. Uh, one of the things that I just think is absolutely incredible is we have a phenomenal group of operations folks who work for us. They work with our amazing owner operators. And their role is really to support our owner operators in their business. Uh, and be a resource. And these amazing folks who are our food safety lead team uh, are really driving food safety culture across the country uh, in their markets. And they've taken on a leadership role. So one of the most innovative things that they've done is they've really focused on building relationships with their regulatory partners. And so each one of them has made it a point to identify who in their state are their partners. Uh, they've reached out to them to make sure that their partners know who they are. Uh, they've come together in some cases in town hall meetings with our owner operators. They've worked together as uh, we launch new products proactively. Uh, they talk about new events coming into the restaurant. We've attended team meetings with uh, the regulator partners. It, to me, is just a great example of what happens when we add a little bit of innovation. So, you know, typically you would find our food safety managers or directors in that role, but our operations people, the people who actually get the work done are stepping in and, and really making a difference out there and leading the way, not just for our team, but I'm just proud of what they're doing on behalf of the industry. So while it is not my accomplishment, I'm so proud of uh, the team that I get to work and be a part of. And it sounds to me like this work is successful because of the word you used about partnerships. I think so. Um, and it's just nice to be a part of it. Um, AFTO has been really the catalyst for so many positive things uh, and so much innovation on our side. And as I've stepped into my role, this is one of them, you know, um, with the DSLO and being able to utilize the directory to understand who are these key folks uh, around the country that we should establish relationships. I mean, AFTA has been there every step of the way. 
Uh, I think setting the tone as an organization for partnership has enabled us to really walk into meetings or uh, instances where we're interacting with our regulatory partners and have a level of comfort uh, and recognize that we're on the same side. And so there's a true level of partnership out there. Well, and I love the idea that you all have the same goal. And, and frequently when you talk about efforts, you talk about the fact that it is a common purpose. So there is no us versus them. It's always a win-win. It is. Um, and it's one of the things that makes it, uh, I think, such a joy for me to do the job that I do every day. I love the, the team that I work with. I love the partnership amongst uh, industry in addition to the regulatory community. And it feels good to make a difference. Uh, and I have no doubt that continuing on uh, with some of the goals that I know AFTO has set, uh, we're, we're going to continue to see some good results. I'm excited about that. So what would you tell AFTO members about being involved in AFTO or maybe people who are thinking or on the fence about actually getting involved in the organization? I guess the number one thing that I would say is that, you know, the thing that I most appreciate about AFTO is, is meeting people where they are in their journey throughout their careers. And we've got folks who are newly promoted into roles. We've got folks who are retired. Um, and there's a place for everyone. And we are in, a, I think, that unique moment in time as we look at integrated food safety system and how do we elevate food safety culture. We need as many folks as we can possibly get. And in so many instances, I think in the past in my career, there's always been a sense of, well, you know, let's wait until you get a little bit further in, till you get a little more accomplished. And once you get to a certain point in your career, then you're able to lead. AFTO, we take all uh, and we value all levels of leadership. And I think it's just an awesome opportunity for everyone to be able to take their unique skill set and contribute at a higher level and make immediate impact. So I, I would certainly encourage anyone who has a passion to make a difference. It doesn't matter if you know what role you should play within the organization, what team you want to join, we'll help you figure it out. Raise your hand, step forward. Uh, you know, we need all the help we can get when it comes to mitigating foodborne illness and making a difference out there in our communities. So I'm going to ask you to put on your um, your hat looking into the future and take your crystal ball <laughs> and tell me what you think the future of food safety is and what will we see as you observe trends and innovation in your everyday work? <laughs> oh, okay, so my crystal ball tells me that the future of food safety is really going to uh, be determined heavily upon how we manage people and interact with our communities. I recognize that there's a lot of work going on uh, with the science of food safety, and I think we'll get there. We'll continue to um, identify solutions that are, um, I think, going to, to help mitigate risk. 
but we, we really do need to focus on the folks who get the work done. And so as I think about the future, I think more and more about how do we talk to the person who meets the customer at the front counter, uh, at the checkout line, the person who is stocking the, um, the shelves in a grocery store. Uh, I think how do we reach those folks and the people who lead them in order to make sure we've got leadership at every level along the food chain, if you will. And so as we talk about the future of food safety, I think you're going to see a greater emphasis on softer skills and helping our folks who are technically accomplished here in the environmental health world uh, become more accomplished in managing people and leadership. And that's going to be, I think, a game changer for us because uh, until we get to that point where we can help to establish leadership at all levels along the food chain, uh, I think we're going to continue to struggle with mitigating risk factors. Is there anything that I haven't asked you today that you wished I had? <laughs> um, no. I think you have been very thorough. Uh, and uh, I, I can't think of anything else. Is there anything that I can further do uh, to, to support you in Food Safety Week? Well, I think, I think just helping people understand just the fact that we think about the fact that companies like McDonald's are have dedicated teams looking at food safety, not just how it's cooked in the restaurant, but also where does it come from and all of those issues that often, I think as consumers, you don't even think about. You just go through the drive-through like I do and <laughs> and and and, um, and trust that the food is safe to eat. You know, yeah, you know, every day, um, our amazing team spread around the world, our global food safety team, as well as our operation partners, our owner operators, and our suppliers. You now we have the awesome honor of serving in 120 countries, uh, 70 million customers a day with 1.7 million employees around the world. And there is a lot of trust that our, our customers place in us. And we're really honored to be able to um, deliver on that promise to our customers of safe food, um, no matter where you are, whether it is Japan or China or Germany or Amarillo, Texas. Uh, we're proud to be able to be our customer's choice um, and to deliver safe, tasty uh, food, which I just had some uh, just a moment ago. Um, every day. So thank you so much for thinking of uh, McDonald's and our team during Food Safety Month. Well, and I appreciate um, your taking time to talk about your vision and what your experience with AFTO is. Uh, we definitely know that a high tide raises all boats, and I appreciate your um, helping with that tide. Thanks, Brooke. Okay, thank you so much, Dion.